live from the Checkpoint XP studios. He's about to pull off oh, the Alamo. Oh, he's unbelievable. Nico is on fire. Oh my goodness. How does he do this? On radio's number one show for esports and competition. Checkpoint XP Radio. A Beasley esports product. Welcome to Checkpoint XP. Your home for esports and gaming. You're listening to Robbie Landis, Weird Beard, and someone on the show that pulled the trigger and pre-ordered the Avengers game. Me. James Campbell. Nice. Yes, I, I, I plan on getting it as well. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I'll pre-order. Oh, you know what? It does come with some special cosmetics, doesn't it? Well, I'm pre-ordering it so I can get access to the first open beta. Oh. I want to play that thing first. August 7th weekend. Oh, I want to be first up. in line to play. You know what? It's only a week or so away. I'm going to go home and do that. Yeah. I'm doing it, pre-ordering it. Yeah. Who is this James Campbell that I'm talking to You guys are right changing now? me, you know? He's committed I'm to I'm becoming the- a real-life gamer. I'm not just <laughs> half-assing gamer. I'm a real full-time gamer. Well... You're getting there. I'm trying. Two big gaming reveal live streams took place over the past week. We'll talk about why people are not happy about what Nintendo had to show during their Nintendo Direct Mini in just a bit, because we're going to start with the Xbox Game Showcase. After seeing what Microsoft has been working on, is it safe to say that PlayStation has officially won the console wars? That's where we're going to start. Last week, Microsoft held their Xbox Game Showcase, which essentially teased the majority of the big game releases scheduled to be available on the next-gen Xbox console. After Sony wowed gamers with their presentation last month, Xbox has some work to do to get the world excited about their future products. Robbie, did the Xbox Game Showcase deliver? Well, I think that they did a better job than they did with their first one a couple months ago where they promised a lot of gameplay and then showed none of it. Nothing but bullshit. That's right. Coming out the gate this time, they didn't promise that. They let people know you're not necessarily going to be seeing gameplay, but here are more of the games that you have forward to looking, or that that you had to look forward to. And, And I will say, there was some stuff that I was excited about. So I thought, wait, right now, that's, we, that's the first thing we do, right? All things aside, we're gamers first. Let's talk about what we saw that we liked or that we didn't like. And the first one I'd like to start with is a game called Avow. Now our oaths are lost, forsaken. And you must face the monsters. Our sins have borne. Is an oath worth the weight of a crown? Okay, so, like, let's get this off rip. What game does it look like? Uh, it's Skyrim. Okay, there we like, go. Like, hands down, this, this is Skyrim, and... It's even developed by Obsidian Entertainment, who they did Fallout New Vegas. Did they do the Outer Worlds They game? recently did the okay. Outer Worlds, which a lot of people was calling Fallout in space. Yeah. And now, I mean, look, Obsidian at this point has all but said it. They're coming for Bethesda. Yeah. Like, Bethesda like has it. sort of existed within their own sort of little, sort of like, I guess, bubble for a while. Like, nobody else makes games quite like Bethesda does, mm-hmm. whether it's Skyrim and the Elder Scrolls or whether it's Fallout. And now Obsidian Entertainment has done, you know, the second uh, uh, sort of recent generation game that's really coming for it. And, I mean, I'm not going to buy an Xbox for it, obviously, because this is also going to be on Windows, on on PC. Available on another platform. Yeah, another conversation we'll have here in a little bit. But this is a a game that when I saw it, I'm like, look, you know, I like Skyrim, right? I mean, everyone and their mother has played Skyrim. This is probably something I will give a shot to. I want to cut in here and I want to talk about the game that blew my socks off. It's not Halo. It's not Halo. It's Fable. Treacherous villains. Fantastical creatures. And wondrous places. Where nature 
live in perfect harmony. Okay. Fable. How did Fable blow your socks off when it was a 30-minute trailer of Tinkerbell being eaten by a frog? Because it's the only game that I cared about in that entire freaking presentation. Even though it was like it showed no gameplay, it showed nothing else. It was just... You're just excited for Fable to come back. Yes. Wasn't the last Fable like not well-received? No, but that's uh. I, I blame a lot of this on uh, Peter Molyneux who, James, you may not be familiar with. He's the guy that promised uh, you could have an acorn drop off a tree and watch it grow throughout the life of the game. Wow. And that, but then it was it wasn't It, real. it didn't do oh. that. <laughs> like, this is the same guy that... So Weird Beard excited, is excited about a game you might be able to watch an acorn grow? But here's what was great about Fable is it, it, it was one of those games that promised that every action you do will have a major consequence. That every time you play the game, that every decision you make will be unique every single time. Yeah, because you could be like a good guy or a bad guy mm-hmm. and your looks and everything changes yep. according to kind yep. of what your karma but, would but be. But usually right? in a game like that, when they say every time you play, it's different. They mean if you play as a bad guy, it's one way. If you play as a good guy, it's the other way. And that's usually where it ends. I just, I, all I want is like, it, it's the only game that I was like, eh, maybe if, if it's an exclusive, I'm even interested in picking up an Xbox, but it just, it didn't tip the, nothing else tipped the lever for mm-hmm. me, I like guess. Fable to me has always been the Xbox's Zelda. Would you, was that a fair assessment? Close. Close, I mean, yeah. kind of. It's yeah. kind of like a, a I mean, it's a, a wannabe, yeah. maybe. Maybe a wannabe. What about you, James? What did you see that you liked? I thought Grounded looked awesome. If you're waiting for the biggest game of the year then wait for cyberpunk it's like honey i shrunk the kids but in video game form and you get to like you have to de- make a base you have to defend it you have to survive you got to fight I, all these insects i will say i was actually really surprised too they got me in the first few minutes because that's what i thought too honey i shrunk the kids i'm like i'm not into this at all and then the first second they're like if you want the next big game Wait for Cyberpunk. Yeah, they made fun of and themselves. And I'm just like, yeah. okay, I'm kind of in it. Yeah, no, it it, it was interesting. I would yeah. be willing, you know, I'd be willing to give that a try with you, yeah, James. Especially with them saying, hey, we might, we're not going to be the biggest game of the year. Yep. But we are worth paying attention to, and here's what we got. Yep. And it's got a lot of the elements that I think look cool. I like the the art style. I think the the levels look uh, impressive just from mm-hmm. that little trailer that we saw during the game showcase. So I'm all in. I'm- all right, all right. We can't not talk about Halo before we get on, on with this conversation. Um, look, I've never been a Halo fan. I've never been impressed with it. It, it. it still looks to me like it's slow, it's clunky, and even the way, like, even with updated graphics and next gen graphics, like to me, it just looks silly. You have like these little sort of cartoony looking alien yeah. things. That brought me back though, seeing those, uh, little, those little guys, those little triangular guys. I mean, if it did, I guess, but I thought my girlfriend summed it up perfectly. When I was watching the showcase, she was actually behind me and she saw it and she goes, Nobody's cared about Halo's plot since Halo 2. Correct. <laughs> that's, that's fair because I don't think the plot's actually ever changed. <laughs> it's always the Master Chiefs coming back to save the day. With everything we saw from the Xbox game showcase, can we say that the console? wars are over we'll talk about that in just a moment because now it's time for this time is up oh my god checkpoint xp's close shave watch it at checkpointxp.com this week's close shave of the week comes to us from the league of legends lcs last sunday number one was set to face number two as cloud nine took on team liquid 
Cloud9 led for much of the game, but Team Liquid stormed back in the second half of the match, which led to this moment. Now Niski wants in, flashes in for the big, big stun. Out of the back line, Jensen's already gone to re-engage. How good's it going to look? It's already a 4v4. Look for the kill on Core JJ. He can't go down just yet, and Blabber getting shut down. Broxa cannot quite find that kill, though. Licorice now alone in the back line. Tries to fight impact, but now he is 1v4, and he will be killed. It is a 4v3 for Team Liquid, and they go in for the pillar. They're going to find that kill on the Vulcan, but he flashes away for dear life. Still not going to be enough. Tactical flashes in for the Team chain. Liquid closed out the win and now sits tied atop of the standings at 11 and 3 with Cloud9. Congrats to Team Liquid on barely pulling out that win. There's your close shave of the week. And remember, if you ever miss a close shave of the week, you can find them posted over at checkpointxp.com. Never miss anything again. No way. Stay on top of your game by heading to CheckpointXP.com to get in the game. You're listening to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. We were just discussing what Microsoft showed us during their Xbox game showcase last week. They announced a few big titles coming out, but overall, nothing that really blew anyone away. Some are saying the console wars are over. Robbie, do we have a clear winner? We do pretty much have a clear winner, and that's because at this point, Microsoft, Microsoft has kind of uh, you know, seceded the console wars to Sony, and the reason why is, and look, as consumers, I don't think that we can be mad about this, right? I'm not going to look at Microsoft and say that they're an inferior company. They just don't know how to sell the hardware, and that's because of something like Game Pass and Smart Delivery. Once you buy a Microsoft game, you have that game now, whether you want to play it on your Xbox One X, on your Xbox Series X, or on your computer. You know where this is running into? This is the same thing as what happened to Sega in the when they were trying to still produce like the Dreamcast and the Genesis and everything like yeah. that, and Nintendo just kind of waxed them. I honestly think that Microsoft is going to eventually move towards not making hardware anymore and just developing like software for but, stuff. But I don't think it's I don't think that they that they were forced into that position in the same way that Sega and the Dreamcast were, right? They had just a really bad console cycle yes. that that they, they had no other choice, right, if they wanted to continue. Whereas Microsoft, I think that they have been making decisions, you know, that help the consumer, and as a result, it has kind of disincentivized anyone. Look, if you're already into Xbox, you're already into Xbox, you're going to buy it, right? But if your choices are PlayStation or an Xbox, and you already have a PC, anyone who chooses the Xbox, I'm sorry, is an idiot. So, James, if you were to rank... The Xbox presentation, one out of ten. Mm-hmm. Where are you putting it compared to where you put Sony? Oh man, that's a good question. Um, I would say Sony's is probably a bit higher. I would say they're both probably mid range. I would say like maybe a six for the Sony, a five for the Xbox. Okay, Ooh, but closer than I thought. Well, the Xbox, it was like if you had a lot of games, the games look kind of cool. But once the game trailers were over, I was like scratching my head, like what the heck did well, I just and, see? And here's the issue with Microsoft, right? In another cycle or two, they may have a little more oomph behind it. But besides Fable and Halo. There's nothing that anyone recognizes. A lot of the games look pretty, but no one's getting hype about Xbox the same way that people are getting hyped about Resident Evil 8 yes. or the return of Ratchet and Clank. They need titles that that not, not not just hit the nostalgia button, but that really get people hyped up for what they were seeing. I mean, like the my takeaway from the entire presentation is that they weren't selling the Xbox, they're selling 
their Game Pass service. They were. That's I've got the same vibe. Like, much like you said, I think what you are trying to relate earlier was saying, like, so Sega used to make consoles and games and everything, but then they transitioned to just making software. Yes. So you're seeing Microsoft going down that same road. No longer are they going to be focusing mostly on, like, the Xbox systems. They're going to be looking for games that they can put on their Game Pass that can be played on a PC yeah. or other consoles. It's a non-winning solution. You know what I mean? Like, that's the only like, that's option. That's how they're going they to survive to be able to compete with Sony. And Sony's always going to be the console player. Yes, I gotcha. So remember that video game dedicated TV network called G4? Well, there's some very interesting teasing going on that it may be coming back in some way, shape, or form. We'll talk about that in just a bit, because ahead next, Xbox wasn't the only console trying to show off the new releases. Nintendo held a direct mini that has Nintendo fanboys very upset. What's causing all the gaming rage? Weirdbeard's going to fill us in next on Checkpoint XP. Stop blowing my mind! We're rolling with continuous esports on the only show for esports and video games. This is going to be absolute madness for extra tokens. We've got the hookup. Checkpoint XP. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and video games. You're listening to me, James Campbell, as well as Weird Beard, and one of the only people I have ever met that's never seen the movie Groundhog Day, Robbie Landis. Disrespectful. <laughs> How Bill Murray, dare- Bill F. and Murray, Robbie. How dare you? Where do you, what do you do every year on Groundhog's yeah, Day? Yeah, February 2nd. What when, are you doing? When it literally <laughs> plays on loop on television. Uh, I treat it like it's a normal day and I'll probably just be playing some other game. Well, now we know why you like that Palm Springs movie. <laughs> I mean, I knew what it was. Like, once it happened, I'm like, oh, Groundhog Day movie. It pretty much, you know understand the plot of the movie. Sorry, guys. We get it, Robbie. No no explanation necessary. Me and Weirdbeard will keep you uh, in tune with all the cool movies that are coming out. Great. And that have been out for years. <laughs> Nintendo surprised everyone when they announced they were holding a Nintendo Direct Mini just hours before it premiered. But instead of excitement, most of the people that tuned in left full of rage and anger. Weirdbeard, our resident Nintendo fanboy here at Checkpoint XP, is going to explain why. I am so sick of the Nintendo fan base. Let me just start that but off. You They're are giving you a bad name, Weird Beard. The Nintendo they are. fan base. I am a part of the Nintendo fan base, so I He's say like this the president of the as fan like base. <laughs> the living embodiment of this. People were overhyped over nothing. So Nintendo kind of started the whole uh, like direct presentations, right? Like We knew ahead of time that it was going to be a mini version. It wasn't like a full-blown direct, Correct. right? So they've done the big directs, but they named this one. They told you just a few hours before it was happening, and they even put a little caveat on there saying it's a partner showcase, meaning that it's focusing on third-party So not stuff. Nintendo stuff. No, it's not Nintendo stuff. You're not getting anything about Zelda. There's no new Mario coming out. Would the average consumer of a Nintendo product understand that? Uh, or is that just yes. something that we understand because we're kind of, well, you guys, I, I mean, probably would understand that. But. I mean, I think it, it was pretty was The rabid diehard fans, the ones who were upset, should have understood. Yeah, and and the worst, the worst part to come out of all of this is that the Nintendo Mini Direct wasn't the worst, right? Like, it, it didn't knock my socks off. They they spent a lot of time talking about a, a WWE game where you can get, like, different uh, skins. Battlegrounds? Yes. Yeah. So, see, like, it's okay. Pre-order that one, baby. They announced uh, a remake of a, a Japanese game as well as, uh, you know, the Japanese version of the N- Nintendo Mini Direct. They actually had a few more games uh, than the U.S. version did because they're just not releasing certain things over here. But, okay, that's fine. You know what I mean? Like, on a whole, I'd give it, like, a four, maybe five out of ten. Nothing that rocked my socks. It wasn't embarrassing to watch. However, there's now a huge blowback. The video on YouTube itself has over 70 
thousand dislikes Ooh, on the video. That's a lot of thumbs down. It's a lot. And it's a lot. And you know what the biggest complaint was? People were going, Where's Breath of the Wild 2? Where's, um, you know, Metroid Prime 4? It's funny you say those games because I was reading an article about it, and that's exactly what the author had put in there. And I was like, Well, I don't know. If, but uh, it, but that's, that's, oh my God. That's the entire thing is like, People are just dumb, and they don't get, like, yo, it was never promised that. They, like, people on the Nintendo fanboy groups are mad because there's no, like, dur- there's no big titles announced for the rest of the year for Nintendo. So people are constantly like, I don't know what's happening. What's happening with Pikmin 4? What's happening with these brand new So anytime games? something comes up, they're like, oh, it's got to be this big announcement. It's yes. got to be the next Zelda. And they just set themselves up to fail and to be disappointed and be upset. And, and it just, it makes, like, while... I think I think Nintendo fanboys are just upset because they are seeing these presentations from the Xbox showcase, and then they see the PS5 showcase, and then they go, oh, where's our big one? And it's like... They're having a little console envy there. Yeah, Nintendo just doesn't care. Okay. So you're, you're also saying that the people who are upset about the Mini Direct, it's unjustified because they... We're expecting something that was never promised. It's them. nerd rage. Nerd rage is always the most potent and <laughs> stupid thing that you can deal with because it's like not even directed at anything in particular. They're- well, think about it. Like, like whenever a new Smash character for Super Smash Brothers is, is announced, right? Uh, uh, Bailith from uh, Fire Emblem yes. was recently announced, right? And what everyone was complaining about was, oh, we got another sword hero. People were so upset about it. You want to know who, who they would have preferred instead, who all the rumors were? Dante from Devil May Cry. Guess Another. what he uses? A, a sword. Whip. Oh, he uses a sword. Sora from King- <laughs> I thought he had a whip. Sora from Kingdom of- Hearts. Guess what he uses? A sword. sword. They were upset there was another sword user, but that's all they wanted was sword users. It's just, it's dumb. It's a lot of like circle jerky stuff where people get, somebody starts a rumor that then people hear that then when it doesn't become true, they get mad that that rumor was even there because it got the their hopes up and everything. And it's just like, I wish Nintendo fans would focus more on like, yo, the Switch has been killing it between everything that they've had over the past two years. Sorry guys, you just have a, a down year this year. All right, a trailer for a past gaming-centric TV network. Got Gamers on Twitter extremely excited. Is G4 actually coming back? We'll talk about that in just a moment because now it's time for From the High Highs An Absolute Monster to the Low Lows Who Nailed It and Who Failed It on Checkpoint XP Radio Ghost of Tsushima is the game that everyone is talking about these past few weeks. Our Nailed It this week comes from Suni Legend who was able to score a triple kill in the samurai fighting game by leaping off his horse over three enemies Dropping his stun grenade, and then sliced and diced, finishing off the last one by kicking him into the ocean and throwing a bomb at him in midair. Sounds painful. That sounds like a lot of work. Great job by Suni Legend nailing that triple kill in Ghosts of Tsushima and being this week's Nailed It. Be sure to stick around to find out who failed it during our conclusion of this week's Nailed It and Failed It happening in the next hour. Also, don't forget, if you ever miss a Nailed It and Failed It, you can find them posted over at CheckpointXP.com. Checkpoint XP, your home for competition. Online at CheckpointXP.com. You're listening to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. A recent game trailer for a now-defunct TV network that was dedicated to gaming has the gaming community on Twitter going wild. Robbie, is G4 really coming back? Yeah, apparently it is. A trailer went out uh, over Twitter over the weekend that showed, you know, Pong being played on an old TV and then some static blurted out for a minute and then was replaced by the G4 logo. And then it said, coming 2021 and ended with, we never stopped playing. Now, for those of you that don't know, G4 was a video game TV network that was probably a little bit before its time. uh, Launched way back in 2002. 
Two. It's, it started off technically as Tech TV. With Tech TV, Tech wow. Tech TV, which was very, very like, it was the, uh, it centered on like, hey, we're going to talk about hard drives and CD, like the very technical Ooh, side of things. Real nerdy stuff. Yeah, and then eventually they got bought up by another company owned by Comcast, and they turned it into G4, which was like video games. And it's funny because one of the reasons that people said it failed, one of the executives, was because nobody would ever want to watch other people play video games. Oh, man. They never heard about Twitch, yet, did they? Yeah, Twitch.tv now is all the rage. Now, obviously, it's not coming back in the same capacity that it was originally launched as, like, you know, a 24-hour TV channel. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to be more along the lines of uh, 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 Ven is another new one that came out, or, or something like uh, uh, Quibbly, I think. Uh, Quibi? Quibi, yeah, okay. that's what it is, which is more like, you know, on-demand type stuff, right? Okay, I can um, see that. They've announced a few of the shows uh, that they're going to have. You know, some of the classics are going to be coming back. Uh, uh, they also have uh, one James that I think you will uh, probably uh, recognize. Uh, Sasha Gray is going to be hosting her own Ooh, show. Is she? Are we playing with the porn <laughs> stars just, here? He just jumbled all of his <laughs> work. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. I'm just picturing I've seen her work uh, <laughs> on the adult film industry. Uh, what's she going to be playing here? You know what's funny though? My funniest part is so like, kind of joystick I've seen her manipulate. <laughs> I was a big fan wow. of uh, G4 and the two shows that obviously lasted the longest on there was X Play with Adam Sass- Adam Sessler and Morgan Webb and Attack of the Show with Attack Kevin, of the show, yeah. Kevin Pereira and uh, Olivia Munn. Olivia Munn she yep. blew up. Uh, but what's crazy is like Adam Sessler and Morgan Webb both que- both quoted uh, the tweet on Twitter when G4 came back and everything like that. And Adam Sessler said, I never thought I'd see this Twitter account active again. And then Morgan Webb quote tweeted it and said, um, I can't believe that somebody still knew the password for the login to the G4 <laughs> Twitter account. <laughs> so I don't I don't think that they're going to be bringing back their classic talent because, uh, you know, other than Kevin Pereira, nobody apparently knew that this was happening. Mm-hmm. I think I think it can work. I think that like. Oh, absolutely. We're about to see a streaming war for esports and video game stuff. See, I think that, the, that when people talked about the streaming wars, you know, we thought that it would be stuff like Twitch and YouTube fighting over talent such as Ninja and Shroud. No. But I think that Mixer has shown us that wherever they are, in the end, I don't think that that's what's going to bring in the viewers or the money. I think the real streaming wars is going to be amongst... Features like this, you know, in, in yes. the way that we see Hulu and Netflix sort of competing with each other, yeah. it's going to be like that, but it's going to be with more gaming-centric content. And honestly, this type of stuff was probably never going to exist on network television. No, because, never. Because the millennial, even the Gen Xers, uh, uh, you know, Generation Z, that's not the way that we oh, consume no, they, media. Don't tune into network no one, television. Right. I mean, no yeah. one's going to sit down for appointment viewing. on their own time. We will they watch, watch it, it when we want to watch it. That's one of the big downfalls of what people point to uh, towards the the end of G4 TV. So like G4 by the end of its lifespan. Because it actually went till 2012, I believe. But oh, ni- wow. 90% of its content was like cops, right? And that's because that's the only thing that brought in an audience on, you know, mainstream TV. It's the same thing that we deal with here on this radio show, right? When you say it was like cops, what do you mean by that? The TV show cops. So like, like a reality, like video gaming reality no, stuff? No, no, it was just the show cops. cops. That's the, all they bad play, boys, played on the network? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. Was it. Like, that's reruns it. of cops? It's like it. Spike. That's what the, the end that's of That's all! That was the end of G4! Oh my goodness! It was, it was, it was like Spike TV light, and again, it was all because it just wasn't bringing in an audience. That's the only thing they had to keep pumping it in because they couldn't find a big enough audience wow. for the gaming stuff. So See, now, I think they learned their lesson that you can target 
online and be very specific yes. in who you're talking What's to. What's really exciting about this, though, right, is because right now when you go for content like that, you can find all sorts of shows on Twitch, you know, people trying to do talk shows or just chatting and stuff like that, and they find a decent audience. What this might be really cool for in the next few years is helping to find and pick out some of the some of this talent that can't quite break through on platforms like Twitch or YouTube, but with the right funding behind them, you know, through programs like G4 or Ven, they might be able to really take off. Well, I know there's somebody who's campaigning to have a program or be a host Austin on Creed. the network. Austin Creed. Austin yep. Creed. A new day. Creed 4, yep. G4. Yeah, okay. I'd love to see him uh, on yeah. the show. He already I does Up, so Up, Down, Down, yeah. which is uh, video game-centric uh, content with see? WWE Perfect. wrestlers. Perfect. Like, I would tune in to this network just to see what he's got going on. Mm-hmm. Now, remember, Checkpoint XP will be on the front page of Twitch all month in partnership with Gamers.Vote. And we want you to register to vote today. If you're interested in having your voice heard, check out CheckpointXP.com to see how to register online. Now, coming up, Joe Rogan is getting himself into some hot water with gamers after some recent comments he made on his podcast. We'll talk about what he said in just a bit, because ahead next, we have an update to a story we covered last week. Has the Army stopped using Twitch to recruit new members in a misleading way? We'll find out next on Checkpoint XP. Stop blowing my mind! We're rolling with continuous esports on the only show for esports and video games. This is going to be absolute madness around! No need for extra tokens. We've got the hookup. Checkpoint XP. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and video games. I'm James Campbell. Along with me is Robbie Landis as well as the latest person to go through the torture of being squad mates with Mr. Landis, Weirdbeard. You know what? I'm sorry, what? Uh, Here's what I will say. What? I like playing... It's torture for him? I like playing Apex with Robbie. The only reason why, though... Look at the look on his face. He's very upset about this. The only reason why I like being Robbie's squad mate is because there's a third person there so that I can kind of still mess around because... Like I, I got so if it was just a one on one base, Robbie would hate it because he has somebody else to deflect to if he's just sick of listening to me. The worst thing about I just playing know. Apex with a weird beard is when he plays Lifeline, who her best ability is she can res you without actually having to res you. Like you just press E and she tosses her little thing down. He never uses it. Oh. Like I like that we have two people down. And he's still trying to shoot. Your accuracy is terrible. You were there for two reasons and two reasons only: resing people and healing people. And he wonders why it's torture to be on his squad. Yeah, oh really. my god, just play better. Use of stepdad. Last week, we talked about the Army using misleading contesting links on Twitch to get people to sign up for recruitment. Well, we have an update to that story. Robbie, has the Army finally stopped using Twitch to recruit <laughs> new members in misleading ways? Uh, the Army, yes. Actually, they have ceased all use of Twitch. And, uh, and, and they've kind of shut down uh, that sort of aspect of their social media presence. Uh, the Navy, on the other hand, has not... Uh, I believe that they are also still uh, banning people that come into their chat and uh, ask about U.S. war crimes. Uh, but the other interesting... <laughs> That's a common thing? Yeah. Oh, uh, man. Unfortunately. Uh, the other interesting uh, sort of addition to this story is uh, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has actually introduced a new bill that would forbid the armed forces of using uh, actual funds to dedicate towards uh, being able to you know, recruit or, or, or advertise at gaming-type industries or uh, within esports in general. Now, whether or not it... If it passes it or through, gets through the, yeah. the process of becoming a bill is another question. 
Uh, but but yeah, I think uh, overall it's it's been some really interesting uh, developments uh, sort of within that space. Did the government learn a lesson? Did anybody, did anybody come out the other end and be like, oh man, soliciting little kids to sign up to go to war? Maybe we shouldn't do that. Uh, no, no, I don't think that that's what they took. I think that they just took let's uh, let's retreat a minute, let's strategize, let's find a yes. better way to do it so we don't get dragged through the coals. I, okay, James, flashback. You're yes. 18 years old. Oh yeah, in, but you're in present day. Mm-hmm. If you see the army, the navy. Or or anybody streaming on Twitch, does that entice you to sign up to go to Real War? No. So like that's <laughs> no. I, I don't know. Like, There's this, not much that's going to entice me to do that. This feels like another like where a bunch of old dudes sitting in a room were like, ah, oh, this is a brilliant idea. There there was a time when my uh, grandparents and and my mom had tried to convince me to join the armed forces to help with student loans. Mm-hmm. Had this been going on during that time, I guarantee you my parents would have tried to sell me on, look, you don't even have to like go to war or anything. Maybe they have some gaming related thing for you to do. You could be the guy that flies the drones. Yeah, you could be the drone guy. Dude, if Trump has made a space force, there's no way that he would not be able to make a gaming force. You're listening to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and video games. We want to talk to you on the phone. If you want to talk to us, give us a call at 1-833-557-0974. You can even call and ask any question you feel like the experts here at Checkpoint should answer. Joe Rogan, if you don't know, is a famous comedian, podcaster, and MMA commentator. Well, he's been making comments lately about video games and gamers that have upset the gaming community. Well, he's angered the gaming community yet again with a recent comment made on his podcast. We have Norris Howard from the Checkpoint XP on campus sitting in to join us. Robbie, what's Joe Rogan saying now? Yeah, so uh, if you remember a few weeks ago, we actually featured him on our Close Shave of the Week when he told the story about narrowly surviving... Yes, his gaming addiction. His gaming addiction. He barely got out of there alive. He was so addicted to games. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's came out now saying that video games are a real problem because they're too fun and they're they're really exciting, but you don't get anywhere. They're a waste of time. Uh, uh, Weird beard, pl- play a quick clip for us. And video games are a real problem. They're a real problem. You know why? Because they're fucking fun. Addictive. And you don't. Yeah. Well, I'm, I have a real problem with them. And you 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 do them, and they're real exciting, but you don't get anywhere. Right. It's like you could do like like martial arts, right? You could learn jujitsu. You get obsessed by jujitsu, and then three years later, you're you're like an elite jujitsu athlete. You're like you're entering in competitions. You're a purple belt. You're, you're moving up. Yeah, you're doing well. Right. You're thinking like I might be able to open my own school one you day. Got confidence. Yeah, if I have a hundred students and those hundred students are paying me X amount of dollars per month, I can make a living. Holy shit, I can have a. This would be amazing. And then you see your jujitsu school, and your jujitsu instructor has all these students and drives a Mercedes, and he's got a nice family. And like, okay, stop. stop. I, I, I can't take anymore. Stop, stop, stop. Okay. How, how much weed do you think Joe Rogan smoked? Oh, enough to think three years turned into Listen, Chuck Norris. I was just about to say, let me let me jump in here. As yeah. as an individual who uh, has done five years of Tang Sudo and three years of Muay Thai, I am not an expert. I can't just walk up to somebody and say, hey, pay me to teach you Muay Thai. Wh- which do you think has added more to your life? Or, or which do you think you have more to be thankful for, that or gaming? I don't get paid to talk about Muay Thai. So, well, I mean, it is what it is. Here's the thing, though. Not everyone gets paid uh, uh, you know, to talk about gaming totally. like, like we do either. It's a rarity, yeah. But I, I think one of the things that upsets me the most about this is that anything that you do in life somehow has to produce something. Well, no, and, and that's sort of the problem even when you saw when everybody was in quarantine, you saw all... 
all on social media. Like, if you didn't come out of quarantine with a new skill, you wasted all of your oh. time. And it's like, no, dude, I'm trying not to go insane, stuck yeah. in the house with the same person that I've seen for the past 90 days. Like, that that part of it is, is stupid. Mm-hmm. Everything that people do is not necessarily supposed to create anything. If that was the case, then movies and Netflix and none of this stuff would be successful because you sit there and literally have one-way communication. You can't even interface with a film. So, like, the the other thing, too, is, like, this, obviously, he he trended, uh, uh, Joe yes. Rogan did on Twitter, uh, and it drew some pushback. You had people like Dr. Lupo come out and say, hey, you know, listening to this podcast all day is not productive. If that's I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> His shows are, like, three hours. That's a waste of oh three hours. Gosh. But then you also have Ninja, who, you know, like, maybe for all the faults Ninja has, he, he didn't disparage Joe Rogan, but he said it was more from not understanding the gaming space. Right. I mean, you can be a professional esports player and, you know, be on like a tier two, tier three org, which is not maybe paying you the most. And obviously, if you're not winning and being paid a lot you're, and you're not a big streamer, then you're not really making a lot of money. So I'm assuming he's just basically talking about, you know, the top one percent. You're winning every tournament. You're on a top organization. You're, you're, you're making a lot of money. You're successful. Like and I get that. Like there, you could be a coach in esports nowadays. You can work for it doing social media for an organization. But, but I'm going to just push back against that whole notion because there's a ton of people. There are way more people who play basketball recreationally than will ever make it to the NBA. Ding, ding, Same ding. thing with any other sport or physical activity you could think of. And video games are no different. There are plenty of people who are film enthusiasts who would love to make their own little personal movies and never have any desire Mm -hmm. to ever be a actual filmmaker. Very true. So, I mean, when I hear people say stuff like that, I get frustrated because, again, Robbie, to your point, it goes back to this this concept that every minute of every day needs to be going towards producing something. And if that was the case, then we wouldn't have stuff like films because back when films were made, everybody thought it was stupid and it was was a waste of time and now look it's a multi-billion dollar industry and then the part that i think is is the most dangerous is there are there are Parents out there who will hear this think, you know what? My kid spends too much Yo, time playing video games Yo, if you're taking your parenting advice well. from Joe Rogan, I, I'm sorry for your children. <laughs> yeah, th- th- thank you. Exactly. <laughs> thank you. Exactly. 100%. All right, Norris, thanks so much for joining us. Make sure you head on over to CheckpointXP.com. Check out Norris and his co-host Jacob Brothers for Checkpoint XP on campus. Get all the latest info on what's going on in the world of collegiate Esports Coming up, looking for a super cheap yet fun game to play to help fill some time while you're enjoying the cool breeze from the AC this summer? Stick around. We have the free game of the week coming up in just a bit. Because next, a famous rapper has retired from spitting rhymes so he can focus full time on playing video games on Twitch. Who's trading in their microphone for a video game controller? Stick around. <laughs> we'll let you know next on Checkpoint XP. Hey, this is Callie with the Checkpoint XP Save the Date calendar, letting you know about the latest esports competitions to look forward to in the coming weeks. The Overwatch League is back with the Countdown Cup, once again splitting the league into two regions for competition. It's worth noting that at the end of this tournament, there will be two more weeks of play, after which every team will have played 21 games this season. The League of Legends Summer Split will be running weekly all through the summer. You can tune in to the LCS matches starting on Fridays each week, with matches running through Sunday evening. The playoffs are slated for the end of August into September. Joining the list of canceled esports events is EVO. The tournament was supposed to be held online, but accusations of sexual abuse in the organization has led to the tournament's founder being ousted and the event being canceled this year. While the Fortnite World Cup is gone, the DreamHack Fortnite series is up and running once again. The monthly $250,000 tournament is back on as of July. For our CSGO fans, ESL is currently on break in between seasons. As of now, the ESL is scheduled to get underway once again on September 4th. That's it for the Checkpoint XP Save the Date calendar. And remember, for all the latest in the world of esports, check out our website at CheckpointXP.com. Get in the game. What are we with 
The number one esports and video game radio show, Checkpoint XP, where gaming lives. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. You're hanging with Robbie Landis, Weird Beard, and someone who's finally saved the streets of rage from the evil crime syndicate, me, James Campbell. Woo! Yes. Wow, nice. So accomplished. I finally Proud beat Streets of Rage 4. It's my first Streets of Rage franchise game I've ever I've ever beaten. Mm-hmm. And the ending was the most disappointing ending I've ever seen. All it was was a bunch of watercolored little slides of the, the gangs from the Streets of Rage, all colored in. I mean, what did, what did and you And the credits rolling. What did you expect? Some sort of a cinematic cutscene, you know, maybe with Axel and Blaze kicking some ass and showing you destroy the, the Y twins. And You're dreaming way too big, yeah. man. Yeah, I was like, oh. That's you have to think, they're only like 5%, 10% of gamers beat games anymore, so they're not putting any effort Well, I mean, it. not even just that. Since this is a callback to the original Streets of Rage, you didn't get big cinematic masterpieces back then. Well, I never got that far back The then. actual, look, the, 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 the reward for the game was the game itself. Oh, I'll take that. That was good. That was, they did a great job with it, so I can't be that sad. But it was still a letdown. A famous rapper has announced that he is retiring from the music industry so that he can focus full-time on streaming on Twitch. Robbie, who's traded in their microphone for a video game controller? That's right. Rapper Logix has announced his retirement from the music industry. He is going to be streaming full-time exclusively on on uh, Twitch. Now, uh, uh, I don't believe so far, last I checked anyway, the details of this, uh, uh, how long or how much... Uh, have not been released. It's been it's at least a six to seven figure deal that wow. Logic signed. Ooh, wow. Mm. Yeah, I wonder how much he was making crazy, as though. a recording artist. Probably not that much. No, and like, man, here's what I'm gonna say. As somebody who worked in music for quite a while, is that Logic? He wasn't. He's not a bad rapper. Uh, this is not me disparaging Logic whatsoever. He's also not like an Eminem. He, co- correct. He, <laughs> he hit his ceiling. He hit his B tier. He did plenty of wonderful things. But he sure, had, he's getting decent royalties, yeah, right? But he's not going to blow up, blow up. And when he actually went and he was on the stream, right? He broke down crying, thanking Drake. J. Cole and Kendrick Lamar, who all are more successful than him, for what he was able to do in rapping and to set him up to go to Twitch. Love you guys. Big Pepe for keeping me strong and Jordan and so many. I, I'm forgetting everyone. Thank you to the Rat Pack. Thank you for making me a better person. Oh, wow. It's like an Oscar. I just want to say I'm really happy speech. that I'm not. I don't give And that I can go. fish and shoot guns and wipe my sons and fuck my wife and have more kids <laughs> see like i don't know like that wasn't a very uh, heartfelt right. that was well hold on first of all no, first let me say any real like hard rapper like drake would never get on stream and cry netting Freaking never. I, I was a little skeptical of this at first because Logic has actually, he, he's, he's been on Twitch a few times, right? Uh, when Fallout 76 was first coming on, he actually did a stream with Ninja and the voices of Rick and Morty. They did like a stream of it. And Logic's was the worst part of that stream. He had no chemistry. He had no charisma at all. But he's been trying to get into the world of esports and, and gaming, and, and look, hasn't he, for and, a while? And he's a gamer, yeah. right? And, 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 and hearing this and, and you know hearing how much excitement and, and, and emotion he has for it. Look, I, I wish him nothing of the best, right? Um, but, uh, you know, it's it, 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 it's interesting, too, because, you know, after the fall of of Mixer, 
uh, you know, and the fact that both him and Shroud did essentially nothing for that platform, I'm still left wondering if streaming platforms like Twitch, like YouTube, like Facebook Gaming, if there's any benefit in them signing exclusivity deals. Yes, because those people that they signed were streamers. This is a rapper. This is mainstream cred. Just like how Post Malone on Friday was streaming on Twitch, he, he had a whole big stream where he streamed Warzone, right? Like, they're not... Streamers don't bring people. They have hit... The streaming services has have hit their capacity of streamer influence, right? Okay. What I'm saying is you bring in people from the outside world trying to bring normal, you know, like normies into the Twitch culture. And you see a lot of that with WWE superstars right now. I was just going to say, Selena Vega has been uh, uh, streaming. Ronda Rousey, who is doing Facebook gaming. Can you not talk about Ronda? But all I'm saying is now I think companies have figured out the deals for the ninjas and the the shrouds and stuff aren't the move. The move is to get these big megalomaniac brands. celebrities. You know what? In. You know who's also been uh, not streaming but doing YouTube videos now that has that started to gain a lot of traction? Uh, Brie Larson. Yes. On YouTube. Really? I, actually, I actually saw a clip Captain of... Captain Marvel, right? Yep. Saw a clip of her uh, uh, from uh, a few weeks ago when it was National Video Game Day. And I distinctly remember this one because she said, uh, National Video Game Day, that's uh, uh, kind of silly to gamers because if you're a gamer, every day is every National day. Video yeah. Game Day. Gaming on a budget. We've got a game for free. Free 99. Checkpoint XP's free game of the week. Checkpoint XP has you covered with the free game of the week. If you've ever wanted to squad up with your crew, take on real life simulated war scenarios without having to click a suspicious link on the Army or Navy Twitch channel, <laughs> then this is the game for you. This appears to be the work of the ultra nationalists led by the Shadow of Zakhaev, one Vladimir Makarov. The Kremlin, however, sees it differently. Zakhaev kept Makarov in check, but no longer. The world's Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Remastered, which, in my opinion, may be the best Call of Duty game wow. ever. That's some bold words there, yeah. Mr. Robbie. Yeah, Lewis. look, this was the one. Well, first of all, you 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 know you should know what Call of Duty is, right? You yeah. shoot stuff, all right? First person. Um, but the can this campaign, because that, that's normally what I played for. I wasn't usually into like the multiplayer aspect of the Call of Duty. You know, I, f- I feel like you're always more involved or you're story more interested stuff. in the story. Yeah, that's how you games. get me, yeah. man. And look, I think that Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, the campaign had some of the most memorable moments, not just in Call of Duty. But in gaming, right? I would say that this is the Call of Duty that when people sit around and they go, oh, Call of Duty used to be so much better. This is the one. This is the, the one. The one they always reference? Yeah. Like, it, I I follow a lot of CDL and, like, professional COD players. This is the one that's referenced the most when they say, this is what I wish our game could be like nowadays. See, so so both both in the gaming aspect from pros and even from a casual player like me who just, you know, does it for, like, the cinematic story, like, this is the one, pretty sure this is the one that, like, you know, you see the nuke going off behind you as you're trying to escape on a helicopter or at the end where you have to, like, throw the knife into the dude to, like, save the day. This is the game, right? And, look, if you, have a lot, if you don't have a lot of time to dedicate to gaming, first of all, multiplayer, however much you put into it, that's how much you get out of it, right? Five hours to finish the campaign, though. Yeah, it's a short little uh, campaign. Super short. But you get to live out moments of, like, cinematic excitement. Like, you're actually in some sort of a crazy war movie. The things that they have you do in the game, uh, I can see being was, a blast. Was this, the, was this the No Russian game as well? Correct. See? 
there's three like like I would put those three moments in like probably like, like, like a top 50 list of like best gaming moments of all time. Uh, yeah, Easily. like in a lot of times if you watch a lot of uh, like YouTube content where people do best of lists or they talk about like best twists in a game or they talk. Mm-hmm. This is the game that consistently like just shows up over and over and over. And it's like a staple in, in those countdown lists just because it's such a like ubiquitous moment in gaming. Because once this it's like, you know how when a big Hollywood movie comes out and then every Every movie after that for like a year or two copies that movie that's what this game was was they did a, a cool twist on the end that i won't spoil or anything like that uh but it absolutely is the thing that a lot of games tried to emulate afterwards. modern warfare 2 is the first diehard of the diehard diehard saga correct really yeah it, now this is remastered mm-hmm. so was this originally on like the 360 and they remastered it to be on a better like that a better sounds graphics about right or a better uh, that a sounds more, about right because this one actually came out with console. um I forget which one it was, but this basically came free with uh, a more recent Call of Duty okay. game. Yeah, yeah and the, I mean, like, uh, the last thing I always like to point back to, it's a 9 out of 10 on Steam, which is a very hard score to get on Steam with mm-hmm. 5 bajillion reviews. 97% of Google users said that they liked that video game. Like, it's a uh, across-the-board, outstanding game, especially for being free. Like, there's nothing you can go wrong with. That's right. So where can you get it for free? For yes, the entire know, month. Of August, you can get it on the PlayStation Network if you're a PS Plus member. So it will take you a $9.99 uh, subscription for the month to get the PS Plus membership, but you get uh, all sorts of benefits along with Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Remastered. Awesome. Well, there's your free game of the week Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Remastered, available for free on the PlayStation Network to PS Plus members. Now, if you're looking for another good game recommendation, something easy to get into, it's still well worth the time. We will have our Patient Gamer segment coming up in the next hour. Next, we'll find out how well some of us know evil. We'll explain what we mean when we come back next on Checkpoint XP. Live from the Checkpoint XP studios. He's about to pull off the Alamo. He's unbelievable. Nico is on fire. Oh, my goodness. How does he do this? On radio's number one show for eSports and competition, Checkpoint XP Radio, a Beasley eSports product. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. You've got me, James Campbell. Joining me, our weird beard, and the one person on Checkpoint XP that is never afraid to say I told you so, Robbie Landis. I feel like lately you guys have been making me out to be the bad guy here. I know, I'm, I'm kind of feeling bad. I'm kind of feeling bad, but... No, Robbie Landis is never the bad guy. I love you guys. We love you too, but we got to poke fun at I, you. I, I only ever have your best, best interests at heart. I swear, you really are my no, abusive he's guilty stepdad. Me. He's guilty <laughs> me and all the things we've been saying. He's making me feel bad. I don't like hitting you. It just has to happen sometimes. No, we love you too, Robbie, but... Sometimes I think you pick on Weird Beard a little bit too much, and I feel like I gotta be the big brother and stand up oh, for him. Oh, he can take it. All right, now it's time for some fun and games, and this time we're gonna find out who on the show really knows evil. Robbie, can you explain how we're gonna play this one? Yeah, so uh, I have the top 15 most evil villains in gaming history, a list that comes to us courtesy of Ranker. And, uh, you know, we're not bringing in Callie in this time for the game because, James, I want you to have a chance head to head with Weirdbeard okay. to come out on top here. Well, thank you. He's so, this to is give the way we're advantage. gonna do it. We're, we're even gonna let you start, right? So, Ooh. got 15 bad guys here, all okay. right? If you can guess a bad guy off the list, you get five points. Ooh, if wow. both of you go and miss, I'm going to give you a clue that is in the form of a quote. Now, you can either try and take the quote and, and guess who that was or guess someone else on the list. But if you can guess someone without a quote, five points. You guess someone after the quote, three points. And if I have to give you a second clue to get it, one point. Now, at the end, 
for every person you haven't guessed, I get two points, so I might still be able to win as well. Of course! You always got a built-in way for him to win, and he's the contest host! James. Oh, okay, yes. Top 15 bad top guys 15 of all bad time. bad guys of all time in video games. Go. I just got to name a villain that's in the top 15. That's right. Dr. Robotnik. Dr. Robotnik is indeed the arch enemy of Sonic the Hedgehog. He is at number eight. Number eight. And that's five points for James. That is five points. Weird um, beard. I think that I would want to go with uh, Liquid Snake. Liquid Snake is not on this Bummer. list. Bummer. Uh-oh. Yeah. All right. Back to you, James. Okay. Top 15 villains of all times. Go ahead and name one. We were just making fun of him. We were just talking about him. Dr. Wily from Mega Man is not on oh my the goodness. list. Now, Weird Beard, if you get this one wrong, if you can't name someone on the list, I will give you guys a clue in the form of a quote. Uh, the easiest one is uh, the King Koopa, Bowser. Bowser is indeed on this list. Congratulations. That's another five points for you. Back to you, James. Top 15 villains. Two have been taken off the board. Go ahead and name a villain for me. How about uh, Ganon from The Legend of Zelda? Ooh, good choice. Bowser, by the way, was number two. Ganon is at number three. Number that is three? another wow. five yeah. for James. Chocolate. Wow. I, I don't think that I have a... I, I don't think I can win this now at this point. Well, good. Weird beard. Oh, this is uh, tough. Uh, mm, uh, yeah, how about um, the ghosts from Pac-Man? Ooh. That is a negative. The Ghosts from Pac-Man are not on this list. James. Another villain. Video game villains. Okay, let's see. Games that I play. (laughs) Games that I play. Yes. Games that I play that have villains. That is a very, very small category because I'm more of a battle (laughs) royal player. So my villains are all the opponents, all the Mm 13-year-olds across the world that are killing me in the game. Um, uh, What's the latest game I've been playing? How about... Who's the bad guy in Kirby's Dreamland? I don't know who he is. King Dedede. King Dedede. Yes, that is unfortunately incorrect. I'm not got, on the list. All right, one. Weird Beard. It's got, Sephiroth has to be on there at number one from right. Final Fantasy VII. Sephiroth. That's what I meant to say. That's what I meant to say. I just, I just didn't know how to pronounce the name. Mm-hmm. And also, the game was wrong. Oh yes. Yeah. That too. All right, back to you, James. I haven't had to give you guys any clues so far. You're not doing too bad, well, James. Good. Yes. Top 15 villain. Top 15 villain. Um, the next bad guy on my list. How about all the meat products in Burger Time? Back to you, Weird Beard. James is throwing this game. He's, he's not on he's, the list, He's right? about to. He's not on the list, no. Um, I, I want another, like, classic. Oh, you know who the, uh, the, they just brought him back in uh, Dead by Daylight? Pyramid Head. Pyramid Head is indeed on the list. Congratulations. Now, can you do me a favor real quick? Keep your hands in the air. Keep your hands in the air. Step away from your screen. Okay. Oh, he's checking to make sure no one's cheating, huh? What is this up on your screen right here? Games You're Radar. Villains in games. He's cheating. Come on, Weird Beard. I can't believe it was, it was. You could deduct the points on that one. The oh. rest were real. How dare you desecrate the I name am of- taking Pyramid Head away That's and fine. giving you a negative five. That's fine. Well, now I have 10 and Weirbird has zero? Yes, he has five. You have 10. Okay. All right, back to you. I cannot believe you. I cannot <laughs> believe you. During the checkpoint XP against fun and James. games. Against James. And against me? I can't lose to James. That is so sad. All right, come on, James. Well, Top you're about 15. to lose to James because I'm going <laughs> to drop another villain. Yeah. If I can think of one here. 
Wario. Because Wario, technically, he was a villain that's at a, first, that's right? That's a good choice. Yes, but unfortunately, Wario is not <sighs> on the list. Weird beard. Um, I would say from Resident Evil, uh, the guy with the pumped up arms. Um, what's his name? It's not. It's not Mr. X. Mm-mm. It's not Mr. X. It's uh, the. I forget his name as well. All right. Well, I think who you're thinking of, and you're not going to get it, is Albert Wesker. Yes, it's Wesker. God damn it. Yep, but you don't get it, unfortunately. Well, I thought you were talking about like, the tyrant guy. No, he wears the cool glasses and everything mm-hmm. like we're that. We're going to go ahead and say that uh, since that's two wrong answers in a row, you guys get a clue. Yeah, give us a form clue, I need a clue. of a quote. I'm going to kill you, and all the cake is gone. Oh, GLaDOS. It wasn't your turn. It's oh. James's turn. James. Uh, GLaDOS from that Portal. That is correct. That is three points for you, James. Yes. Weird beard. Back to you. Yeah, just give me a clue. Just give me a clue. Oh, you want a clue now? Okay, I'll your, take your next points. clue. It's cute that you all think you're the heroes of this little adventure, but you're not. Uh, is this uh, Handsome Jack? It is Handsome Jack. That's wow. right. I'm impressed. I just need the clue. <laughs> you guys want some more clues then? Is this, is, is this yeah, I, honestly, I can't even think of villains from games right. that I've played. All right, so your next clue. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It must be a bad connection. I thought I heard you say that I shot him, blew up a building on him, and the bat somehow survived. Is that the Joker? Uh, that is the Joker. Yes, from Batman. From, from Batman. I only figured it because of the bat part. <laughs> yeah. And all of his quotes reference Batman in them, so yeah. All right. What is a man? A miserable little pile of secrets. You should I, know we, this one, Weird Beard. We've you done should. this before. Yeah, I know. I've heard this quote before. Yeah, I couldn't tell you who said uh, it. Uh, oh, like- Dr- Dracula from um, uh, Symphony of the Night. That is correct. Wow. Impressive. All right. Next one. You weak, pathetic fools. I've come for your souls. That's it? That's the end of the quote? That's the quote. <laughs> what do you want? It's the soul, soul gatherer. Your soul is mine. Soul Gatherer. No, no. That's from Mortal Kombat, and that is... Oh, um, is that Shang Tsung? Yeah. Technically, the second quote was, but that's not this guy. It's another one. Goro. Uh, no. Uh, the... Um, Chakra Khan or something like that. Shaka Khan. Is it Shaka Khan? <laughs> it's Shao Khan. No. All right. I won't, I won't get Shaka Khan any of All right. That's right. So we are sitting here trying to guess the top 15 villains. Uh, neck and neck. You'd actually be neck and neck uh, if it wasn't for Weirdbeard's cheating. Cheater, this dirty, rotten cheater. Yeah, but he's been set back now. So here's your next quote. Since you guys have been able to get some of them, I've been having to give you some quotes to try and uh, uh, spur you on here. I see now that the circumstances of one's birth is irrelevant. It is what you do with the gift of life that determines who you are. Son, I just, I, mm. this game, I had to have just played it because that's, what game is this? Let's see, what games are we, is Weird Beard playing lately? <laughs> this Slime technically, Rancher, uh, this technically came from the movie, not the game. Well, it came from a movie, so yes. there's another clue. Uh, Wait, is it my turn or Weird Beard's turn? It is your turn. Oh, it is my turn. Okay. Um, is it the bad guy from The Witcher? It is not. No. Uh, You're going to be so upset with yourself. I am. This is hurting. I feel like just floundering. All right. And unfortunately, I'm going to call it there. That last one was Mewtwo. Mewtwo. (laughs) That's right. So final score tallied up. I get because you guys missed uh, like six of them. I'm at 12. Weird Beard, you come in at eight. Oh, Weird Beard. Almost James. 16 points. You, you almost had me, Weird the Beard. the winner. I just can't cheat in the future. I've learned a lesson. You probably would have got me, mm-hmm. Weird Beard. Finally, 
I leave the fun and games part of the show as the victor. Congratulations. Hail to the victor here, right here. Hail, hail, hail to me. From the high highs. An absolute monster. To the low lows. Who nailed it and who failed it on Checkpoint XP Radio. You heard our nailed it earlier when we talked about SUNY Legends scoring a triple kill in the samurai fighting game Ghost of Tsushima. Well, now it's time for our failed it. Our failed is going out to Australian gamer and streamer Lynchy is our featured failed it for the week. We're sorry to put you on blast like this, Lynchy, but according to Mother Nature, you probably had it coming. While live streaming, a magpie managed to fly in through the side door. The Aussie streamer tried to sit back down to finish his game of Valorant, and the magpie had other plans. What the? Here we go. I'm I'm doing something. Just get out of here. What the? Come up to heaven though. I think they're going to. Yeah, I'm gonna. Thirty seconds. Ooh, well, that sounded pretty scary because a magpie is not a small bird <laughs> to yeah. mess with. So apparently, he he has a new puppy, so he has to keep the, the side door to go out in and out open. Yeah. And in doing so, the bird just came right on in and made itself at home. Surprised the bird didn't come on in and steal the puppy and take it out to, to eat. Now I do have to say, if there's like one animal that if you have to be attacked by an animal on stream, a bird is like. Top of my list, just because it's not going to do too much damage. He made, oh, he made wow. it, especially in Australia. Mm. Do you know the kind of animals that they okay. have there? In comparison, sure. I yeah. was attacked as a child by a rooster, though. Birds can be vicious. Coming up in a bit, we asked on social media over at Checkpoint XP on Twitter and Facebook which video game turned out better than you expected. We'll discuss your answers in a little bit because ahead next. We're checking the gaming headlines. What do you have for us, Robbie? Last week, we told you about the original Mario Brothers cartridge for the Nintendo Entertainment System that sold for over $100,000. Yeah, big bucks. Something has recently sold that makes that look like chump change. What? We'll find out more about that next on Checkpoint XP. Broadcasting from the Beasley Media Studios. Esports and video games live here. Oh, my gosh. Checkpoint XP. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. I'm James Campbell, and with me is Robbie Landis, as well as the dude that gets his thrills by dropping your mama jokes to basement-dwelling sweaty tryhards, Weird Beard. I'm so, like, especially, especially getting back with Robbie and playing Apex Legends has made me beat, like, the fire is in me again. Because I've been playing a lot of other games where it's like, okay, I'm competent, but I'm playing with other, like, competent people. I'm bad at Apex Legends, so it feels better to just be toxic and yell, <laughs> yell. Just trash insult. talk everybody. Yes, like, I hate them. I can't take Can it anymore. Can we maybe light this fire under you when we actually play? No, then I'd be good, and I can't talk trash then. And it wouldn't also annoy you, Robbie. <laughs> If you're a pro esports player and you know that another player is cheating, do you blow the whistle on them or do you keep your mouth shut? We'll discuss that in a bit because now it's time for. Hey! Oh! The guy is unreal! My goodness! Esports gaming update with Robbie Landis on Checkpoint XP Radio. One of the biggest games of the last few years has finally gone free to play. Soccer meets Rocket Cars. It is Rocket League. The Psionics, cre- or <clears throat> Psionics, the creators of Rocket League, were bought by Epic Games last year. So this move isn't a surprising one. Rocket League will be leaving the Steam launcher, but still supported if you bought it there, and will now be exclusive 
on the Epic Launcher for PC. Does this make more people actually get into playing yes. Rocket League? Yes. I think that the- every time something's gone free to play, I think that it is only boosted, at least in the short term, it's player base. I yeah. think that's the future of esports is like if a game it is, should be. I think Overwatch has run into it a lot where it's Over, like... I can't believe that they've gone as long as they have and not announced Overwatch free to play. Like when Overwatch 2 was first announced, they should have also followed it up with, oh, and by the way... The regular game is free to play now. Yeah, man, having to go free actually puts it on my radar as a consideration to actually download and try playing. Because mm. I played it before, and I'm so bad at it. I'm like, I'm not going to spend money to suck that bad. <laughs> but I'll suck that bad for free. So last week, we told you about an original Mario cartridge for the NES selling for over $100,000. Now, if that blew your mind, get ready for this one. A Pokemon card just broke a record for its sale at auction. Now, this card is an ultra-rare Pikachu Illustrator card that was given out in a contest in 1997. Only 39 of these were awarded, and only 10 apparently still exist. Now, one sold last year for $224,500, and that record was broken last month when another one sold for a quarter million dollars. Why Why the uptick recently? It seems like recently we've heard these huge numbers all come out, boom, 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 in succession. Why is that happening, and do you think it's going to continue to get bigger? Uh, it will continue to get bigger because people who actually see value in nerd memorabilia are getting to the point where they can start spending money like this. We started to inherit the money from our boomer parents, so now we can go spend on the frivolous things that they told us would rot our brains. So, Robbie, you breed Pokemon. Have you bred any Pokemon that have netted this much value? (laughs) I wish. (laughs) Back when Season 3 of Fortnite first began, there were teases that players might get drivable cars in the game. But so far, nothing has come of it. Some rumors have started to once again swirl that they may pop up soon, and a Fortnite tweet went out that reads, Fender Bender, hashtag no sweat. Run out of gas? That's not covered. Our lawyers are currently sweating the policy details and fixing typos like auto coverage instead of auto coverage. Due to this, many vehicles got taken for inspection. Expect a few weeks until we're road ready. Are they about to turn Fortnite into Grand Theft Auto? I don't know, but that's interesting. I would like to... I might actually delve back into Fortnite if there's an opportunity for me to drive a vehicle around the map. You know, I, 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 let me just say, as somebody who plays Fortnite, it's... Like, the, the, the issues within the community now are they're screaming about the sharks, you know what I mean, that are swimming around in the water yeah, and stuff like that. didn't they also submerge half the place in water? Yeah, I, I honestly think sense. with the way that Fortnite is and the audience that Fortnite attracts, anything you do to that game is just going to be met with people being butthurt. Oh, Like, yeah. that that's all it is. Because like, it's not even like vehicles or anything new to the Battle Royale genre. PUBG has them. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's, it doesn't matter. Like, Fortnite, unless it's literally riding, like, rainbow-farting unicorns, they're Which just, I am all in on They're going to complain about it no matter what. So we reported a few weeks ago that 2K Games has said its next-gen games will cost $70. It's a, a $10 price jump from the industry standard of 60 Ubisoft has announced that for the time at least, its PS5 and Xbox Series X games will remain at $60. Ubisoft boss, Ubisoft boss Yves Guillemot said, We plan to come with the same price as the previous generation of consoles. But when pressed further comment for a further comment, said, as we said earlier, for the $60 price, we are really concentrating on the Christmas releases, and we have decided that those games will be launched at $60, which to me, between the lines, mm-hmm. says after Christmas, we're going to spike them up. Does this make people buy cheaper, like, indie games, or do you stick with the AAAs and just, just shut up and, and give them their, your money? Depending on the title, there are some games that, that people will just continue to buy. It, 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 it doesn't matter. 
Um, hopefully, for some people that maybe refuse to do it, because I feel like I know some gamers that are like, there's no way I'm paying more. This might force them to take a look at the indie game scene. James, yeah. what's your, your cap? For me, I'm, I think where we're at right now is my cap. Technically, $50 was my cap, <laughs> but I caved in on that, you know, so now I'm dealing, uh, I'm dealing out. I'm doling out the 60 bucks now. A new but- Earthworm Jim game comes out for 70 bucks. You're not buying it? Oh, that's, not that's, Earthworm Jim. Uh, Even if it's like updated and it's like sixty hours worth of gameplay. Well, no, nah, I don't think I would. I don't think I would for Earthworm Jim. You know, I mean, I liked so Streets of Rage four when that came out. That was completely revamped. That was like twenty five bucks. Indie you games, know? yeah, yeah, an mm-hmm. indie game. You know, but uh, it actually makes me look more at the indie games and try to find something that I might like a little bit better in that selection than uh, opposed to the mainstream stuff. It seems like so long ago that we were all collectively binging and loving the Witcher series on Netflix with Henry Cavill. The Witcher did so well, it was almost immediately greenlit for another season, and Netflix has now announced another Witcher series, Blood Origins, which will be a six-part limited series exploring the origins of the first Witcher. Do you care? Does anybody care? I know I feel like I just keep asking these questions, but like... Yes, but this is what I'm afraid of, right? The Witcher was good, but it also still had its faults. I think that you need to walk before you can run, get people fully sold on the Witcher series before you worry about delivering a prequel series. It feels like Star Wars. Like they're just, they saw a little bit of blood trickle out when they did it the first time and people liked it. And now they're like, oh, you liked a little bit? Well, here's 500 years worth of just content, you know, just shoving your face. So now the character, the Witcher, is that who Henry Cavill plays? Yes. Correct. The, okay. wi- the Witcher is a, is a type of person that has been oh, okay. a, a, a turned into a monster hunter. So there are multiple Witchers. So this new season would be how Henry Cavill's character became. Not Henry Cavill. This will be the story of the first the very person first to Witcher. become a witch. Oh, okay. so, so it doesn't even have Henry So he Cavill. might not even be in it. Correct. Yes. Okay, and it might have anything to do with him, just that class of a person that he is. Yep. Here's how they became to be. But that's how many people are going to be fooled thinking that it's a Henry Cavill thing. Maybe. And they're going to be like, ooh, ready to see him, and then it's just a random person. instantly on Twitter complaining. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, Netflix, you suck. Sonic the Hedgehog, while not universally loved as much as The Witcher, was still a surprising summer flick that saw more success than video game adaptations usually do. It's been given a sequel, and we already have the release date on the Sapphire Speedster's return. I made up that nickname, by the way. Sonic will be dashing back into theaters on April 8th, 2022. I, like, everybody here, I think, was solidly mixed on the Sonic movie. With, within the, the checkpoint offices, yeah. It wasn't It wasn't the worst. It's definitely a, a good video game oh, movie. Yeah, in yeah. terms of video game movies, I think it's it's well done. But yeah, it wasn't like, whoa! What most, the problem that most people had with it wasn't its fault as a video game movie. It was a kid's movie. Right? Oh, absolutely. So it doesn't matter if it was Sonic or if it was something else. They weren't going to enjoy that movie. To me, it was was worth watching. You know what you're in for. You're in for a video game, action, adventure. I wish I wouldn't spend $40 to go and see it. But, you know, in the end, I enjoyed myself. In the end, you definitely got hosed. Mm -hmm. That's it for the Checkpoint XP Gaming News Update. For more, head on over to our website, CheckpointXP.com. Thank you, Robbie, for that update. Now, cheating in any sport is typically frowned upon. But if you're a pro esports player and you know that another player is cheating, do you blow the whistle on them or do you keep your mouth shut? Uh, you absolutely blow the whistle on them. Well, let me hear. Let me come out and give you a little bit of context on. Yeah, why give we're us a scenario. Weird, weird. So, in uh, the CS:GO community, there's recently been a couple of pros that have come out on their streams and they've talked about how they know that there are people that are cheating. Right? They said, I will not name names. And the reason why is because the moment that I name names, I will, I will be blacklisted. Not just from my team, but from other organizations and possibilities of making money with other organizations in the future. And as you all know, snitches get stitches. Is ridiculous. I think it's, it's at least... 
it's a really weird, no, it, hyper like right. hyper competitive situation. The where only you, thing that's weird about it is that there are organizations that are willing to look at you and say, "Oh, you actually have a conscience. You actually want this to be a level playing field." We don't want you then. That's the only part that's weird about it. Because as a professional, why would you want to compete against people that you know have an unfair advantage over you? Well, that's that's a very, like, moral high groundy kind of position because I, I get it. Like, if I, I would take the same stance, but it's easy to say that in a vacuum, to actually do it and then have to deal with the, the repercussions of it. No, I, I you know what? Do it. Deal with the repercussions of it. Write a book about it. Cash your paycheck that way. Well, let's bring Go it, to Valorant. Let's bring it back to, like, traditional sports, right? And with the Houston Astros uh, banging the trash, banging cans. the trash cans, yeah. everything. I get. There is no way that people in the actual MLB did not know that they were cheating on that team. They knew. They had to know. It wasn't like a tightly. So you kept think secret. other players and other teams knew that that was going on? Yeah, but they could. I guarantee you, they couldn't come out and say anything because if they did, bye bye. You know what I mean? All kinds of privileges of even probably working with the like players' association at that point. Like a lot of esports. Now, do teams, you think that that's because they couldn't prove it though? Because just saying it. And proving it are two different things. Paul, you're splitting hairs at that point. I think you're still just in a in an environment where, like, if there's a cheater, all right, you, me, you would believe. Let me put that it this way. It. Let me put it this way. Then, if I'm ESL and I hear that, then I'm taking a look at updating whatever policies you have in place to watch for and check for. Yeah, cheating. you should be launching like a full scale investigation. There's a lot right. of money on the line, so I get like cheating is bad. But sometimes I wonder: is there like a gray area? Some of like the gentlemen's agreements that yes. they've had. Certain things we don't do. See, something like Adderall falls into that category because Adderall makes you hyper-focused. Yeah. It's one of those unspoken things where, like, everybody uses it. It's, it's essentially a performance-enhancing drug. But for a lot they of people, for it. But for a lot of people in the gaming space, it's also something that's being prescribed for actual conditions you have. Well, you're, so talk, you're talking, you again, like, line? the MLB, right, with the whole steroid scandals. People knew Jose Casecas was juicing. Like, they knew it. It was an open secret. All right, looking for a hit game you might have missed. Maybe something that's easy to get into but still worth the time. We have a great gaming recommendation coming up in just a bit. Because ahead next, soda popping gets banned. He issues an apology. We've got the story for you when we come back on Checkpoint XP. Stop blowing my mind! We're rolling with continuous esports on the only show for esports and video games. This is going to be absolute madness around No need for extra tokens. We've got the hookup. Checkpoint XP. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. You're hanging with me, James Campbell, along with Weird Weird and everyone's favorite Pokemon reader, Robbie Land. You're gonna li- you're gonna can we put this on your tombstone? I haven't like, it's even forever played there. Pokemon it's your legacy now. for months. That, but that's like saying, hey, I only ran naked through a you know crowded mall one time and everybody remembers it. Like, yeah. Yeah, but nobody does that. Everybody plays Pokemon. I don't know how many people are like but not everybody breathes <laughs> yes, rare exactly. Pokemon. Yes, they creatures. actually do. <laughs> well, you're the first I've ever heard of it. All right, big name streamer Soda Poppin' gets banned from Twitch, and then he issues an apology, kind of? Weird beard. What do you got for us? So I want to talk about this guy named Soda Poppin'. On YouTube, he has 1.08 million subscribers. On Twitch, he has 1.5 million subscribers. So he definitely has Twitch. a fan base. Yeah, so he's got plenty of people, and uh, he recently got banned from Twitch. And, and I, I mean, I could tell you the story, but he put out an apology video that I think is going to do a much better job of telling you the story of why he was banned. Would you guys care to hear this? Sure. Excellent. Here's Soda Poppin apologizing to his community for why he got banned on Twitch. 
Wait, are you sure this isn't a Sarah McLaughlin video? He's banned. He's sorry. You're asking for donations? It, hey, guys. I'll literally, t- it's titled, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, great. First and foremost, I want to say thank you all for taking the time out of your day to watch this video. I'm extremely fortunate to be living the life that I'm doing, and I've clearly taken it for granted. I love my fans. I love my money. I love my car. I love my cashmere. I love my mansion. Oh, and that sounds like a flex. (laughs) I love WoW and variety games. But most of all, I love VR and their tight anime All right. I would never be dishonest or disingenuous. And I feel like I owe you guys an explanation for why my Twitch channel was banned. Okay. Again. By, by the way, this, so is, this isn't the first time. This is fourth ban. I want everybody to know this. Isn't On it? Twitch? I, I thought after your third one, you're supposed to be done. Third is usually a permanent ban. Yes. Negative. I a few nights ago, my good friend and I, Rob, got desperate for some female attention during our fifth month of lockdown. I haven't seen, touched, or talked to a girl in over two years. <laughs> this is when we decided to enter the world. Hold on, <laughs> we've been in, we've been in lockdown for five months, but he hasn't touched a woman in two years. I just want—he glossed over that one. Yeah, real quick. no, no, I think we all caught that. A girl, in over two years. This is when we decided to enter the world of animated VR chat. We okay. hit up. All some right, hold on. Rooms yeah, yeah. All right, all right. So, so this is the reason he got banned. He <laughs> went into anime girl VR nude chat. Yes, yes, on Twitch. Okay. There, but there was only ugly fat boys <laughs> pretending to be girls hanging around, which was cringe. We knew we had to get more advanced. Which was cringe. We waited until it was 3 a.m. That's when the real bitches get down. <laughs> we entered this crazy world called the Golden Corral. <clears throat> the buffet? Sex dungeon. Oh, thank you for that. Before we knew it, I was sitting in the sex dungeon with uh, Rob. Okay, okay, yeah. all right, we were, all right, all right, all right. That's that's more than enough. Thank you, thank you. Is it an apology or a comedy sketch? All right. First of all, he 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 actually got banned. Right. Yeah, it was only it was a forty eight hour ban. It's not a like forever life altering okay. one. What this seems to be to me, because you go into a, a, a VR sex chat, I think you know exactly what you're getting into. You know that's against. The terms of service, right? Yeah. You know a ban is coming your way. Yes. Sounds like he wanted a few days off, and this is a perfect way for him to A, get two days off, B, keep making his money because no one's going to unsub because of this, and B, also get or C, whatever I was on. I don't know. I can't count. He's too busy worried about those <laughs> anime boobies. This is a way to get all types of headlines. I, it's, I, I have never heard of this guy until now. You know what? I think this is the best apology video I've ever heard. I think the rest that come out are always fake and cringy and like, I'm so sorry. And you know what? You think others are fake? You don't think this is fake? No, I think this is fake, but I think okay. it's, it's like calling. It's not as cringy. Yeah, it's, like it's, it's real in the fact that he knows it's fake. Yeah, well, he, he knows that it's not a, a real deal to him. Like okay. everybody else thinks that they have to come out and like flog themselves in the public square being like, I'll never do it again. Well, like, I think it depends on what you were banned for, to be fair. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, what's a real Twitch ban? If, if ev- Twitch is only going to ban, like, if you shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue or do whatever Dr. Disrespect did, that's the only time you get a permanent ban on Twitch. That's it. Uh, there was also the one guy that beat his wife on Twitch. Jesus, that happened. Jesus Christ, Robbie. Man, do you not remember that? Really bringing the show down. <laughs> he was banned. I, I was talking about anime t- <laughs> and, and, and it went right into misogyny. Right away. Yep. All right. Well, I think that's 
A wrap on that one. <laughs> Can't be bothered to play new games as they come out. I've been hearing about this Skyrim thing. Is that worth buying? For gamers behind the times, it's the Patient Gamer. Each week, Robbie and Weirdbeard are going to tell us about a hit game that came out a few years or more ago that you might have missed. Something that's easy to get into, but still well worth the time. Weirdbeard, what game do you have for us this week? The scariest spooky game that's a cross between Resident Evil and Silent Hill. This week, I'm recommending The Evil Within. Evil Within, the disturbing new experience from the father of survival horror, Shinji Mikami, takes us into the twisted world of Detective Sebastian Castellanos as he unravels the horrific details of who or what is terrorizing Crimson City. What the hell? Weapons and ammunition are a luxury. One you cannot always depend on when confronting the haunted. Out of ammo. The Evil Within is essentially like what you always dreamed a Resident Evil 4 remake would be like, right? So it's it's over-the-shoulder combat. Is it a dream or a nightmare? It's a nightmare because it's all very, very, very spooky. If you look at the Steam reviews, the top Steam review says, uh, my heart can't take it anymore and I'm only three hours in. I'm Isn't... nervous about the game and I haven't even played it. I just heard the trailer. <laughs> yeah, now, now, now the Evil Within, uh, or maybe it's the Evil Within 2, I, I I get the, the the two mixed up. Isn't the story about trying to save like your daughter or something? Yes. So that that is the evil within. And one of the big things is it's it's a horror game. It has a pretty good story if you want to go along with it. Um, but lots of the the biggest gems that people get is that there's lots of horror combat. A lot of times in these horror games, you don't like, usually have combat. No, it's usually supposed to be like scary, and you just got to run, run away and hide. From yeah, this is a more like it's like melee and gun focused and stuff. But it's cool. Like you're still scared just because you have a gun doesn't mean that all of a sudden like no, yeah, because they usually give you three bullets and it takes ten to kill something. Yeah, that's exactly where it is. There's traps and all kinds of stuff. Um, but what I will say, the reason that I'm recommending this is that it's it there's puzzles within it. So a lot of people like Resident Evil because there's puzzles puzzles within the game that you have to solve yeah. alongside being chased and spooked by a bunch of ghouls and whatnot. You also have that here in The Evil Within. There's puzzles to be able to solve, there's items to collect and and to be able to figure out, and then there's these traps that you have to set and you have to kill things through. It's just a lot of fun. If you're a fan of an updated horror game, The Evil Within and The Evil Within 2 are both going to be right up your alley. If you want to go and check it out, uh, it's actually on the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. 16 hours to normally get through it, which is pretty cool. But then if you want to do a completionist run, it's about 40 hours in total. All right. Well, there's your patient gaming recommendation. Thank you for that weird beard. Coming up, one more quick gaming recommendation I want to make. If you're looking for uh, more things to waste time on, check out the Dave and Chuck the Freaks Arcade Emporium phone app game. It's available on the Google Play Store and the Apple App Store. It is free to download. Make sure you check that out. It just hit the store's this week. You can actually see me in the game. Ooh. Yeah, they put me in there. Shrancy. Yeah. But coming up, we asked over on social media at Checkpoint XP on Twitter and Facebook what video game turned out to be not as bad as you thought it was going to be. We'll talk to you about that and your answers when Checkpoint XP returns. Hey, this is Callie with the Checkpoint XP Save the Date calendar, letting you know about the latest esports competitions to look forward to in the coming weeks. The Overwatch League is back with the Countdown Cup, once again splitting the league into two regions for competition. It's worth noting that at the end of this tournament, there will be two more weeks of play, after which every team will have played 21 games this season. The League of Legends Summer Split will be running weekly all through the summer. You can tune in to the LCS matches starting on Fridays each week, with matches running through Sunday evening. 
The playoffs are slated for the end of August into September. Joining the list of canceled esports events is EVO. The tournament was supposed to be held online, but accusations of sexual abuse in the organization has led to the tournament's founder being ousted and the event being canceled this year. While the Fortnite World Cup is gone, the DreamHack Fortnite series is up and running once again. The monthly $250,000 tournament is back on as of July. For our CSGO fans, ESL is currently on break in between seasons. As of now, the ESL is scheduled to get underway once again on September 4th. That's it for the Checkpoint XP Save the Day calendar. And remember, for all the latest in the world of esports, check out our website at CheckpointXP.com. Get in the game. What are we witnessing? The number one esports and video game radio show. Checkpoint XP, where gaming lives. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. You're listening to Robbie Landis, Weird Beard, and someone who at the age of 38 years old just got his first pair of Heelys. Oh, no. Me, James, James Campbell. You're the coolest James. person in the room now. No. I can't wait to how try is, these oh bad How is your fiancé going to fight off all the women that are oh. going to flock to you now? I don't think she's worried about it because she bought them for me. <laughs> oh, but I Jesus. think she's ready what? to bring on any and all takers. Did she yes. also get you a helmet? Because you're going to need it, buddy. No, no helmet. Uh. But I did get a John Cena action figure, so that works. <laughs> yeah. All right, what video game turned out better than you expected it to be? We asked you on social media over at Checkpoint XP on Twitter and Facebook. We're going to get to your answers and talk to you about it in just a moment. But first, we're going to discuss some of the games that we've played that turned out much better than we expected them to be. Let me go first real quick. Okay. Because one game that I I didn't go into it thinking this game is going to be really bad, but I was interested uh, and just kind of curious. I thought it was going to be kind of like cheesy. It kind of is cheesy, but it was way better than what I expected it to be. And that's the Untitled Goose Game. Ooh. I did not oh. expect to have as much fun and enjoyment and playing the role of, of a goose <laughs> that's literally just causing mischief yeah. in like a little farm, like a little city, like a little town. That's not a bad one. That's yeah, not a bad like one. That game to me, like the graphics, not the greatest, you know, it's it's very simplistic. But it's not about the graphics. No, but like what we're actually. It's not about the graphics. It's not, but you know what, what really sells the game? Such a weird, the weird world thing to is say. the change in the music. Yes. So somehow whenever you're, the goose is up to no good, the music <laughs> changes. Like that's that psychological yeah, stuff, Yeah, like you're like, oh yeah, I'm the mischievous little goose. I'm going <laughs> to. <laughs> I'm going to take this little airplane and I'm going to take it and I'm going to put it in the store. So now this kid's got to buy his toy back from the shop owner. It's, you know uh, what? I feel like you should go to Halloween as the goose and just go on stealing stuff from people. I should, that is a great, <laughs> that is just a great idea. The seed in his yes. brain. There's a whole series for the Checkpoint XP YouTube yeah. channel right there. All right. What about you? What what dumb game have you played? Weird uh, it's the game <laughs> that got the worst rap when it launched. And I Fallout waited. 76. No, I waited and waited and I haven't played a ton of games in this series and it pleasantly surprised me. Assassin's Creed Unity. I am not an Assassin's Creed guy. Wow. And this Assassin's Creed doesn't have a bad like, like they had great games, then they got bad. No, Unity when it launched, remember, like it had oh, just the fair. it had the floating eyeballs and mouths uh like bugs that would happen. Oh, okay. And, and like yeah. everything was broken and, and like it was just it, it was had a glitchy. bad rap on Yeah. Right. And people said, Oh, it's gonna be it's terrible, don't don't waste your money. I waited and waited and waited, and I probably picked it up nine, ten months after it launched. It ran like a gem by that point, you know? Like it again, I don't have have Assassin's Creed fatigue because I don't play a ton of mm-hmm. them. So it was like a fresh experience. You for went me. in there expecting to rage quit because the graphics and stuff are going to yes. keep messing up, and instead you had a very enjoyable experience. Is it my favorite game ever? No, but did it? it I thought it was going to be a three, and it ended at a five or a six. Not too bad. Oh, yeah, uh, for me, it was, you, it, it was it was definitely an impulse purchase. Uh, that was Fire Emblem Three Houses, which is the answer that Reverse Gremlin gave to us over on Twitter as well. Um, Fire. 
Skyrim is, is a franchise that has been around for a long time. Is this like, a role playing game? It is a role playing okay. game. Yeah, I mean, it's been along you know around as long as Final Fantasy and 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 Dragon Quest. It's one of those like legacy titles, but I've never actually played one before. So I decided to jump in here, and I wasn't really sure what to expect. But it had all of the aspects from like RPGs of yore. Uh, that that I really enjoyed. You know, there was a little bit of Suikoden in it, and the fact that there's like a million characters that you can play in. There was some Final Fantasy in it, just like the fantasy sort of setting. And then the combat was actually like a strategy grid based, you know, turn by turn. So mm-hmm. you know, very much like Vandal Hearts or like Final Fantasy Tactics. Tactics. So yeah, I just I didn't expect to get all of this like nostalgia feeling from a bunch of different games. It's cute. Uh, you guys that, just said the I same really word liked. at the same time too. Mm-hmm. I want to point that out. It was yeah. real cute. Great. Cool. <laughs> You're listening to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. We're talking about what video game turned out better than you expected. We asked a question on social media, at Checkpoint XP, on Twitter and Facebook. We just discussed which games we thought turned out better than what we expected. Now it's time to discuss which games you've experienced that turned out better than you thought. Hey, this is Mike from Boston. I, uh, I'd actually listened to your guys' Patient Gamer a while back uh, about uh, Honey Pop. Picked that game up. Um, I, play, I played a lot of games that... Uh, basically ended up being uh, trash. Um, so I decided, hey, maybe I'll uh, spend some time see how bad this thing really is. I was pleasantly surprised, if I'm completely honest, at least at the puzzle element of it. Um, dialogue was uh, actually pretty funny, especially given the type of game that it is and, and ultimately what it's supposed to appeal to. But I actually found it relatively amusing and, and ended up clearing it just because of how addicted I got to the, the puzzle element of it. So um, Honey Pop, I guess that would be a game that, that pleasantly surprised me. I went in not really expecting much and uh, ended up finishing the whole thing. Thank you so much for that call. Now, if you want to reach us, give us a ring at one 557 nine. Seven, four. Robbie, you have some answers over there on social media, Yeah, don't you? that's right. So Enyo on Twitter said Yakuza 0. My entry into the series and the first time playing a game in Japanese, I couldn't put it down. I think it was one of the best stories and has some of the all-time best voice acting. It's really good. Like if you it's a it's a kind of take on the it's not Grand Theft Auto, but it's kind of Grand Theft Auto-y. It's in the same vein. Like if you it'd be across I think of like Need for Speed Tokyo and Grand Theft Auto. It's pretty it's pretty good. Interesting. Sounds like a, a different combo. Dominic says Rocket League. Now before I played it, I was like soccer's with cars. How cool could this be? Now I'm like it's freaking soccer with freaking cars. It's a good it's good steam <laughs> review description. <laughs> <laughs> Danielle says, an indie game that not many people have heard of, One Step from Eden. It uses the battle system from Mega Man Battle Network and makes a roguelike chip building game out of it. It's also a 4x4 grid instead of 3x3, so it's a lot more challenging. It's so it's, I didn't understand any of that, but I assume Weird Beard did. I do, because I played this game. This game's actually pretty good. If you liked uh, anything that's like, if you like Monster Train that's out right now, if you like anything like um, any card building deck type games right like it's like hearthstone re- uh, really. the gathering arena not really like okay. more more like roguelite type stuff it's really good like end of the day if, if you like kind of off kilter indie games this is pretty cool bill says alien isolation i was so broken down from the colonial marines that i felt dead inside toward any news i was so anti any alien game because my will was so broken now i own alien isolation two times on ps4 and pc and i'm eyeing it on the switch as well this is the best horror game i've ever played 
thanks to the alien's AI. Wow. The game is terrifying. That's big. It, the, the alien learns from you, oh, like is the that way why? that you play. Oh. Yeah, like if you hide from it a lot, like in certain like places, yeah. it'll start to, to to learn to check those places because you like to hide there. Well, it knows exactly where yeah. I'm hiding at all times because mm-hmm. it comes and finds me, <laughs> and I stop playing. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, Philip says The Last of Us Part Two may be the defining game of this generation. Oh, okay, look, Philip, I like that game as well. I don't know that it's going to be the defining game of the generation. I will say though that as split as people are about it, it is actually pretty cool. I still have yet to beat it though. Uh, Jean Paul says uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Never played it. Got it gifted to me for a B day, and it was amazing all around from gameplay to graphics to story. Man. Loved that story. You Robbie, guys know you, that I can go on. I was going to say this yeah. you you can't times. answer this though because you knew it was going to be good. Yeah, I was I was excited about it from the get go. Uh, and then finally, we have one more call from our call line that we'd like to check in on. Hi, my name is Emma from Philadelphia, and the game that I was most pleasantly surprised about was Animal Crossing: New Horizons. Especially since I'd never played one before, but with quarantine coming up, it was definitely the relaxing game I need. And I was quite surprised with how much really was in it. All right, if you enjoyed those responses, you can always include yours by commenting on our social media at Checkpoint XP. However, we really want to talk to you on the phone. So if you want to talk to us, give us a call at 1 In fact, you can even call and ask us any question you feel like the experts here at Checkpoint XP are qualified to answer. Now, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening on your radio station. Make sure you head on over to CheckpointXP.com. Check out the Checkpoint XP on campus and get the latest info on what is going on in the world of collegiate esports. You can check out the new show with Norris Howard and Jacob Brothers as they talk about what has been happening in the FGC community. New episodes every Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. A big thank you to Robbie Landis, Weird Beard, Producer Callie, and Norris Howard to help put this episode together. One more quick gaming recommendation I want to make if you're looking for uh, more things to waste time on. Check out the Dave and Chuck the Freaks Arcade Emporium phone app game. It's available on the Google Play Store and the Apple App Store. It is free to download. Make sure you check that out. It just hit the store's this week. You can actually see me in the game. Ooh. Yeah, they put me in there. Shrancy. Don't forget, follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Checkpoint XP. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and we'll talk to you again on the next level. Broadcasting from the Beasley Media Studios. Esports and video games live here. Oh my god. Checkpoint XP.